When you travel, you're exposed to so much culture, and sometimes uh, things fly by and you don't appreciate them. One great aspect of European culture when you're enjoying a trip over there, of course, is music. Those who stumble around Europe uh, find music and think it's fun. Those who plan carefully actually are in the right spot at the right time to enjoy the maximum music thrills in their travels. That's our goal right now. I'm joined by Margaret Hemmen, who's uh, got her doctorate in music. For 30 years, she's been a professional singer and a European tour guide, and she knows how to enjoy music in your travels. Margaret, thanks for joining us. Hi, Rick. Thank you very much. You know, as a tour guide, you must be painfully aware of how much culture sloppy travelers miss when they go around to these great cultural capitals of Europe. Oh, I think the most planning in the world can't prepare you for all there is to offer. And one of the first things I recommend people do is go immediately to tourist information if they're looking for a planned concert, let's say, or a planned opera, depending on what time of year it is. Um, The other thing you can do, though, sometimes is walk around the streets and simply listen because you would be surprised at what you come across. You know, that's very true. You, you stumble onto some incredible opportunities. There's a lot of musicians scrambling to earn a living in Europe. Exactly. And uh, they're scrambling harder than ever right now, and they have to promote. And you go to the tourist board, and of course, if anything's promoted at the tourist board, it's going to be the concert that's happening tomorrow night. Exactly. They want you there. Now, when you're traveling, I like to distinguish between real cultural events and silly men in tights with powdered wigs, touristy <laughs> events. Do you, is there any correlation between quality and the tightness of the tights? Um, usually a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> in other words, if they look like Mozart, and if the guys selling the tickets look like Mozart, they're probably touristy shows that are going to... Well, yeah, you know, And they're fun, and usually they can be in beautiful venues. Well, for instance, the Hofburg Orchestra. You'll find the guys in tights in Vienna advertising concerts for that. Or you'll find some people looking like that out in front of St. Stephen's Cathedral sometimes in Vienna. In Vienna. And in in Venice, everybody looks like Vivaldi. Oh, yes, they do. I've seen lots of pair mutations. Oh, yeah, of all different ethnicities and uh, genders. And they all look like Vivaldi because everybody wants to hear Four Seasons. Well, you'll hear that everywhere. You hear it in Prague. You hear it in Venice. You hear it. You name it. I guess when you're traveling, it is fun to you know, drink white wine in white wine regions and beer in beer regions and whiskey in whiskey regions. In the same way, it's nice to hear Vivaldi in Venice, Mozart in Salzburg, and... Or in uh, Vienna. Dvorak where? Uh, Dvorak in Prague. (laughs) I think it'd be Prague, you hear Dvorak other places. I mean, he was Bohemian after all, so you will find him actually in small little cities and towns throughout the Czech Republic. And wh- when you say Bohemian, we don't mean a, a beatnik. But no, we no, no, mean no. a guy that lived I, in Bohemia. I mean, right. <laughs> yeah, the Czech Republic is actually uh, a wonderful place to hear music. I've traveled there a lot, and you go to the smaller towns. They love their music, and it's affordable. I was struck by how expensive concerts are in Vienna and how relatively inexpensive the same quality would be in Prague. Exactly. I mean, is it fair to say for $60 in Vienna, you'd find a, a 20 ticket in Prague. In Prague, yes. Some are more expensive. For instance, there are three opera houses in Prague. You can hear different operas in the National Theater, for example, has the national operas of the Czech composers. So there you could hear pay, Dvorak or you'd Smetana. Pay more money for that. You pay more money. And then there's the Estates Theater in Prague, for example, which is where Mozart premiered Don Giovanni. And that right. gives you mostly the Mozart operas. And then there's the small Stadtny Oper, which is where you heard Verdi. 
They have a Verdi festival there during the summer in Prague, of but, all places. But any day of the season, at least, you'll have three or four options in beautiful venues. Exactly. Almost always tickets available the same day or right yes. at the door. I mean, you probably are more tuned into the quality than, than me. I just enjoy the music because I'm mm-hmm. not a professional in that. And I've just been blown away by the value of spending $20 to sit for an hour in a gorgeous setting. And to me, the venue really complements the music. It really does. For instance, again, taking the city of Prague, if you go to the Obechny Dum, which is the municipal house, if you go to the Smetana Hall there, you can hear this incredible concert in a wood hall, and the acoustics are just marvelous. And to know what Smetana means to the Czech people, if you can also accentuate the experience by understanding, man, this is great if I'm not Czech, but if I was Czech, I'd be covered with goosebumps and waving my flag. Because Smetana is the guy. I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. I'm speaking with Margaret Hemmen about enjoying classical music in our travels through Europe. Chris is on the line in Wisconsin. Chris, thanks for your call. I I was interested in knowing um, where you would recommend, like in the Prague, Hungary, Budapest area, or or Dresden, or even Milan to see uh, classical music, in particular Dvorak. Um, that's going to depend very much on the season, I think, and what's being performed at what time. And I know Prague. I happen to have a Prague website uh, that works very, very well for me. It's called prageexperience.com. And you can look really at that website and find exactly what's offered at what time. You can also probably go to uh, Budapest and find also the venues there for hearing Dvorak. Sometimes if you Google the composer and then the year, they will send you to different concert halls in Europe in different cities. For instance, in order to find the music of Mendelssohn, I just uh, Googled Mendelssohn2009.org and found a drop-down menu with a wonderful selection of places that Mendelssohn Mm. was going to be performed. So what I would suggest is trying that uh, for Dvorak, because sometimes you'll, I understand trying to find Dvorak naturally in in Hungary, uh, you'll find sometimes his concerts coupled with concerts by Brahms, uh, because the two of them were really good friends. And in Mm -hmm. fact, Brahms helped uh, Dvorak get his career going. So that would be my suggestion to you. Okay. Do you have any um, recommendations for seeing opera at La Scala in Milan? La Scala has a uh, rather extensive season. This summer, for instance, they're performing Aida and I believe uh, Monteverdi's Orfeo. Just be aware they're not there in August. Mm -hmm. They're there through July, and then they're going to pick up again in the fall. So again, though, look at their website. It would be Teatro alla Scala. Dot com, I believe. And Chris, you know, when there's these uh, very prestigious opera houses, they seem to always make uh, an accommodation for struggling students and musicians and piano teachers mm-hmm, and voice exactly. teachers and tourists who don't have the money for a $80 ticket. And you can yeah. find uh, 5 or $10 tickets uh, the day of the, the event. Of the concert uh, or up, up standing room. Standing room. And yeah. I'm always impressed by how generous they are that way because these are not always terrible spots. Sometimes you have to stand, but you get to experience that music and you get to experience that world-class symphony or opera for an incredible price and to go into La Scala or the uh, Opera House in Vienna uh, for a few bucks is really something. I have found also in Vienna, they always have several hundred uh, $5 standing room tickets. Mm-hmm. And if you know how where to line up, it's very rare you couldn't get a seat or a spot. And then if you decide to just even go cheaper than that, 
a lot of these people who get the little $5 standing room place, they just want to experience it for half the opera. If you come about halfway through the event and stand outside, you'll find people leaving, tourists leaving, and they've got their tickets. Just ask them for their ticket, and then you can walk right in and resume their spot, and you get to hear uh, the great opera in the great opera house uh, literally for free. So there's your uh, Europe through the gutter trick. <laughs> yes, right. Hey, do you have any um, knowledge of Dresden offerings? I've heard so much about um, the art there. Again, yes. Um, most of the performances in Dresden are actually in, it's an interesting building. It's the old center for the uh, the communist government in the center of Dresden. And Again, the best thing you can do is go to Dresden. Just go online and look at Dresden, the city, and then immediately go to the link to concerts or opera. That's the easiest and quickest way to find out what's being performed when. Chris, good luck finding Dvorak in Europe, okay? Yes, thank you very much for your time. It was wonderful to have your advice. Thank you. You're welcome. And George is on the line in Austin, Texas. Hi, George. Thanks for your call. Thank you for taking the call. Hi, George. Um, My wife and I are planning a trip to Vienna, Mm -hmm. and I was wondering if uh, either one of you have some recommendations for uh, the best venues or better venues for classical music in Vienna. Oh, boy, do I. (laughs) Tell us. (laughs) All right. First of all, what I would suggest is that you go to the website austria.info, and that is going to get you then basically to Vienna. The Vienna Staatsoper is there. That's the Vienna Opera that we all know about. And the Vienna Philharmonic is also still there. They perform in the building called the Musikverein, uh, the Music Society building. And also, I mean, there are any number of wonderful organizations, the Volksoper, that does lighter operas, uh, does Mozart, but it also does operetta. I think the website for Vienna, wien.info.at, I believe, will get you there. That will give you all of the listings for the major performing groups there. You know, a couple of other thoughts, George. They have this rat house, the city hall, mm-hmm. that has a huge screen put out in front of it with giant speakers. That's the summer, though, I think. In the summer, yeah. yeah. It's the summer, And yeah. a, a thousand seats set up. It's a big food circus, so they've got all sorts of interesting... It's a great um, social scene for all the young singles in, in Vienna and people who missed the opera or couldn't get a seat in the opera. And then they show these incredible classical performances up on this giant screen, and it's really quite an exciting event in music for Vienna, it's basically free to hear the the concert. That uh, you're right, though. That's yeah, an outdoor it's in July the, and August in, in the summer. Yeah. My first trip to Europe back when I was a kid was to visit the Bursendorfer Factory, the finest, most expensive piano in the world in Vienna. Right. right. And they have a Bursendorfer Hall where they give a lot of concerts. The other thing you can do is go to the Augustiner Church if you want to hear a beautiful concert that is not on the beaten track, but it is the best. Mass at 11 o'clock on Sunday, uh, the Augustiner. It's on the uh, Josefplatz. It's right across yeah. the entrance of the writing school. Right. You can hear a Mass on Sunday at 11, usually with great soloists, orchestra, and a chorus. They perform Mozart, Schubert, Masses. That would be one thing I would definitely do, and that one is actually free. And a lot of tourists are very frustrated by trying to go to the boys' choir concert mass, and you yes. end up, it's a huge mob scene. 
you don't even see them when you're in the little church if you can get into the church because they're out of sight. And a lot of people are in the narthex watching it on a live, live video feed or frustrated not even getting in there. And ironically, I think you get a better musical experience at the Augustiner Kirk. I, I agree. And you'll have no problem getting seats there. The other thing you can do, though, on your way to the Augustiner Kirche is you can stop by the courtyard where the boys' choir are singing. You can actually stand outside and listen. You can listen. And then go on to the Augustiner Mass. A couple other tips about sightseeing for music lovers in Vienna. They made a Mozart house, a Mozart museum in Vienna to it's coincide wonderful. with one of his... Uh, uh, Actually, I didn't like it. <laughs> oh, you didn't? Oh, I loved it. <laughs> well, maybe, but to me, I like the one in Salzburg much better. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I get real frustrated in a museum when it's just photocopies of artifacts and stuff without a lot of actual artifacts. There's something going on, though, this summer there, uh, actually in the Mozart house, which is where he uh, composed The Marriage of Figaro. They are going to feature snippets of Haydn's music there because Mozart and Haydn were friends. This is the big Haydn year in oh, Austria. So that's right. So Haydn will be featured in the Haydn, Mozart house. Actually, yes. Maybe making the Mozart house better. But as far as I'm concerned, in Salzburg, you've got the Mozart birth house and the yes. Mozart von house, right? Exactly, the two. And the birth house, all the tour groups are there, and it's just pandemonium, and it's great to see his little violin and stuff. But to me, it seemed like a very commercial romp compared to the von house, where you've got a wonderful audio tour. Exactly. Can, but I think my favorite music museum in Europe is the Haus der Musik right. in Vienna. And there, you really celebrate the Viennese music heritage. Thanks to all of these Habsburgs that just loved music. I mean, some right. of the Habsburgs were quite good musicians themselves, I think. Right. My dad used to be a band director, and I've always sort of envied that. And uh, you've actually got this fun. Have you tried this, Margaret, where you get to conduct the Vienna Philharmonic with your computer wand? Yes, and uh, they throw down <laughs> their instruments when and I do it. They drop their bows, and they laugh at you. They ridicule you. But you can make them go faster and slower <laughs> and fermata or whatever. Hey, George, enjoy your upcoming travels, and I hope you get into some good spots in Vienna for some music. Okay, well, thanks for your time, and also thanks for your, uh, your travel logs, your travel journey, too. That helps a lot. Oh, good. that's great. Thanks, okay. George. Thank Bye, you. George. Jen's on the line in Portland, Oregon. Hi, Jen. Thanks for your call. Hi, Rick. I've got a question for you about classical music. We especially enjoy pipe organ concerts in Europe, and London has a great guide, so you can see what's coming up in the next week. We were wondering if you knew of any other such guides in other cities or other good ways to track down pipe organ concerts when we travel around there. Boy, um, I don't know particularly what website you could go to for that, but most of the big cathedrals have pipe organs. You know, look at the posters. When you go right. into a church, they're generally, if there's any event coming up in the next couple of days, it'll have a poster by the door, and right. it'll say orgel concert or something, and you yeah. can guess it's an organ concert. Also remember, uh, virtually every tourist board in Europe that you'll find on the main square or at the freeway on-ramp or out at the airport has an English language this week or this month or this fortnight list of concerts. And if you ever want a free concert, it's usually often going to be a pipe organ. Right. And they go every Tuesday in Harlem, this incredible pipe organ that Mozart There's also so in Vienna, for example, in the afternoon uh, at 3 o'clock, there's in the St. Peter's Church, there's always an organ concert. And Paris, Notre Dame de Paris, always has an oh, organ concert Have you heard there. Daniel Roth play in the Saint-Sulpice? Yes, I have. Oh, my goodness. Daniel Roth, I think he's arguably the greatest active organist in Europe playing the pipe organ in Saint-Sulpice. And after the first mass, a little door opens in the back of the nave, and 
organ aficionados and a few lucky tourists go in there and they scamper up these little tight uh, spiral staircase, like 16th notes, I always think, and they get up into this loft and it's a musty old loft and you see these giant treadmills that people would go up and down on like like slaves, you know, to power the big pipe organ before, <laughs> before the age of electricity to power these organs. And then you go into this loft and you're right there with Daniel Roth on this incredible organ. It's kind of ramshackle. And you see on the wall the lineage of who's played that organ over the last years, all the way back to Vidor, isn't he a famous organist? I believe so. Yeah, yes. and uh, it's such a privilege to be up there watching him perform. It's free. It's every Sunday that he's working and, and he's in town, and it's just a, one of those magical experiences you can have if you have the information. Well, I would say one of the most important things is just to use your initiative a little bit and uh, find the tourist boards, find the churches, talk to people. You can usually find a concert in an afternoon or an evening. Sometimes you just come into town and you find out that night there's a great concert playing, for example, in St. Stephen's Cathedral in Vienna or any of the great churches. You know, they usually always have them. It's one thing to see that beautiful cathedral or concert hall, but to be there for an actual concert uh, and to hear it filled with music, oh, that really brings it to life. Jan, good luck on your search for good pipe organ music in Europe. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks for your call. Alrighty, bye-bye. Okay, bye. I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We've been exploring ways to enjoy classical music in our travels, and we've been joined by Margaret Hemmen. Margaret has a website where you can learn more about her music. It's margarethemmen.com, M-A-R-G-A-R-E-T-H-E-M-M-E-N.com. We'll also list that in the radio section at ricksteves.com. Thanks for the inspiration to weave music appreciation in with our travels. You're welcome, Rick.